0: Hey, Gare, do you remember that one time you built a house?
1: <laughs> I remember when I built a house. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's the house that I grew up in. And it was in Esco, in one of those Esco neighborhoods that, I mean, it was a neighborhood, so there are houses that were pretty close, but it was also Esco, so it was necessarily in the country. Um, I remember playing out in, in the back, in the woods, Pretending a stand of trees was the Millennium Falcon, and I was Princess Leia, because this was back when Star Wars was very popular. You remember remember our cat, Sylvester?
1: Yeah, yeah, Sylvester, he lived 20 years. He was great. I'm allergic to cats, but I loved that cat. Yeah,
0: he was a good guy. So, one of my more distinct memories of playing outside involved following Sylvester in the woods, as he was obviously doing his stocking through the tall grasses, because remember he was one of those indoor outdoor cats. he'd come and hang out with us at night, but then he like like had to go outside <laughs> and do his thing. And he was so sweet inside, but outside he was like a lion. and having a kid following him was like, no, no way, no way, Jose. So I'm following him this one, and I'm like, five, maybe. And he turned around. And attacked my legs like it was bananas. Like he was just scratching them up and stuff. And it was like, whoa. Oh, it was, yeah, it was very well, distinct, were, traumatic memory.
1: You were ruining everything. I he guess. was sneaking up on things. And there you are, little kid coming up behind, boom, 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 with the feet. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. The,
0: those little kid feet. Huge. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: I remember coming down the road and seeing him running alongside the road and stopping the car and opening the door. Come on, Sylvester, come on. He'd run off. Jeez, don't do that to me. I yeah. I'm uh, I'm hunting out here. I'm outside now. <laughs> don't talk to me. I, I'm yeah. I don't, don't have a
0: name, I'm a feral cat. Don't
1: play with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Even though he had a great bow around his neck. Yeah, right I mean I'm right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, of course, you know, this This was, of course, out in the country. And you, however, as a kid, mm. you grew up in Duluth proper, like right in the city. Yes. So it must have been yeah. tough finding places to play or let your cat use your legs no, as a no, scratching no. post.
1: <laughs> we, we had no, no cat. No cat. In fact, uh, none of my friends in the neighborhood had a pet. There were no cats, no dogs, hmm. nothing. I I was a rebel. I had some tropical fish, for heaven's sakes. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. But uh, sure, the houses uh, where I grew up, they were on 25-foot lots. Uh, so you could stand between the houses, and I would guess today I could for sure, but I could stretch out my arms and I could touch each house, mm-hmm. our house and the neighbors. And I was laughed that it was uh, an area where uh, if your door opens up too wide, it'll hit the neighbor's house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there were plenty of places and things to do outside i mean Mm. we were not without
0: okay well there's uh there's some stories to be told but first you are getting bridged with garen kelly and this is the podcast that's light on duluth history and heavy on nostalgia so gare let's talk about playing outside in the 50s and early 60s in duluth
1: in Duluth. In the friendly West End. Yes,
0: the friendly West End, no less.
1: Not the Lincoln Park Craft District. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> or any other name it has been given over the years. It was the West End. hmm And there were uh, a lot of kids at that time. We were baby boomers. And there were uh, elementary schools all over the place. I mean, you wouldn't go but a few blocks and there'd be another elementary school. Uh our school Bryant was up and running at the time we've talked about that but there was Merit and there was uh geez I remember I don't remember the name of some of them but uh half a dozen schools within about a half mile radius of mm, our wow. house yeah and uh yeah it, but nonetheless there was a, a lot a lot to do outside when we were kids yeah so where did
0: you go? Like, what what sorts of shenanigans did you get into?
1: <laughs> no, sir, it wasn't us. It was those other kids up the block, right? <laughs> oh, uh, I digress. Um, we we were outside almost all the time in the summer, um, and and bicycles, of course, were a big deal. Uh, it, as soon as I could uh, ride the bicycle and uh, take it. And bring it down the basement stairs. We had the outside basement entry, you know, the cellar doors that you'd open and yeah. go down a concrete Yeah, so creepy, steps. so creepy. It, it kind of was. Mm. But I had to take my bicycle in every night.
0: So it wouldn't get stolen?
1: Correct. Ah. It was the friendly west, uh, the west end. <clears throat> and there's, you know, my dad always said, trust everyone, and I'll lock the door there.
0: Yeah, so, right, 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 right.
1: So that's what what he lived by. But anyway, the bicycle was your means of transportation mm-hmm. and also entertainment. Uh, and we had the crick. We'd go up to the crick a lot.
0: The crick, yeah. not the creek.
1: Well, you know, it's the crick. It could be a creek, but that's uh, a discussion for another time. It's more and of a crick a and roofs and roofs. Oh, sure, and yeah, mm-hmm. garages and garages. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the crick. Now I grew up in the middle of Devonshire Street, first block. Yeah. And if you went up to Exeter Street and you headed west towards what is now the new school up there, Exeter Street ended. Mm -hmm. And there was a wooden sidewalk, actually, that was a couple stairs up, a straight, fairly long wooden platform, uh, more stairs going up to more straight flat platform. And then you would be on the upper end of Exeter Street. Okay. That's uh, long gone. Uh, the sidewalk, not the, the sidewalk. upper
0: end of Exeter Street I mean, still as exists far, as far as I know. Yes, it yes, yes yep. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, in fact, I've checked just recently uh, up there just out of curiosity to see if what's up there. Yeah. And uh, we would go uh, to this what was a crick? It was a drainage ditch. It wasn't <laughs> named or anything. Mm-hmm. It went from uh, storm sewers up on Wellington and Wicklow Street through this open area and went back into the stormwater system, uh, down through the west end somewhere. Uh, Sonny Mraz, who lived on that upper end of Exeter Street, actually went down through the sewer tunnel. I mean, it was high enough where it started that a kid could fit in there and start walking towards, <laughs> I don't know what it was, towards Tasty Bread, Scott Graff, what is now the bus terminal. What so Sunny? So Sunny
0: Moraz went in there and, and was never seen again. Is that no, what you're no, saying?
1: No, he came back. Oh, he good, oh, good. He had
0: gone quite a ways. Whew. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, there was, uh, an opening in the rocks, and that's what the, the creek was flowing through, and we just spent all kinds of time playing there. Uh, my friend Fred and I. There was an area underneath the. Upper part of the the level walkway of this this wooden sidewalk that you could actually go under. It was a, a ledge, and it was probably a couple feet deep. And then there was another ledge that was up a foot or so and not terribly deep. That uh, we decided that that would be a great place if if we could only make it into a chair. Mm-hmm. So we went and got our dad's claw hammers and proceed proceeded to beat the bejesus out of the rock until it went back far enough so we could sit on this ledge and lean back a little and we had made ourselves a chair uh, much to the dismay of our fathers
0: you 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 okay you flintstone style chiseled out a rock so yeah. you could
1: make a chair well it was summer and there's really nothing else going on so <laughs> sure sure oh yeah we did that thus ruining ruining the tool of course and oh well i i didn't think so but apparently i did um i took dad's good hammer because i wanted to do a good job okay
0: well absolutely i'm just saying yeah
1: (laughs) and and it was really neat up there uh because in the heat of the summer it was cooler with the water running like that and it was shaded a little bit and it was a very pleasant place to be. Uh, and from there, uh, there was open field, and I believe it still is, uh, up to uh, almost uh, Wellington Street.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, in the winter, uh, we would now this this I, I to this day, I just can't quite figure out. But we would get home from elementary school. Okay, get out of school at three twenty-five. And it was a block and a half walk home, two blocks maybe. And it was cold out, so I think we did it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, we'd come home, change out of our school clothes, get into our winter play clothes, and then we'd go up to the creek, which was frozen, but it was on the side of a hill. We'd be taking our sleds behind us, and we could walk diagonally up from Exeter Street, up the hill to almost Wellington Street, And then come down with our sleds, okay? Yeah. Now it gets dark at four thirty, and you got home at three thirty. It couldn't have been but maybe an hour we had to play. I mean, this time of year, yeah, you got usable sunlight till about six. But man, oh man, that it seemed like we had forever. And really, it was hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, minutes. there's not a, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> not a lot. Not all that long.
0: Yeah, it's incredible how time stretches when you're little. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: remember uh, putting on the boots. You had to have boots. Yeah. Not overshoes, boots. Mm-hmm. Overshoes, th- that's what an old man wore over his shoes. They had zippers up the front, you know, these rubber things. Yeah. But boots, now that's that's a guy has got shoes, and it's probably play shoes, and you had these boots that had these mouse trap type closures on them.
0: Oh, oh sure, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: if you've ever, seen, I don't know how else to describe them. You know, yeah, it's a over the center uh, clip. Yeah, but anyway, you mm-hmm. had had mouse trap boots that you'd put on. Yeah, so, and it was cold out. It's not like you had you know insulated Sorrells. We didn't have that kind of dough. You had right. over overshoes. We you know put on your boots. Right, and. uh yeah, we just go up there and do that. So, so that particular area, that crick, uh, provided an awful lot of time and entertainment for us. Just loved it.
0: You know, it is kind of interesting actually thinking about these tiny bodies of water and how they are so fun. In that same Esco house that we grew up on, there was a crick that was down down the road. And I remember going to the creek, and there would be, in the summer, and there would be moss. And just like, and the moss would be in the creek on the rocks, and like it would get kind of long and be like waving, you know, oh, sure. in the water. And it was like, ooh, mesmerizing moss. Like, <laughs>
1: <Going to the laughs> what water. Is
0: happening? Like, really? Oh, that, That's what you yeah. got, kid. All right, good job. And, and
1: we had, uh, you know, we played there a lot, but we also had uh, Lincoln Park Harrison. Uh Wheeler Crick—that was another one—and that little crick that runs by Wheeler Field there. Uh, it's quite a hollow in there, and there's uh, willow trees. Mm-hmm. And we'd ride our bikes over there in the summer, and that ran a lot more than the crick. And uh, you know, we would just go play around there, ride our bikes. There was a figure eight track. We'd go around uh, just one step up uh, from a, from a mouse on on the on the wheel. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Around yeah, the yeah. Round we go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what can I say? Um uh, well but, but they were good you know good fun places we just enjoyed it we spent our day doing that.
0: Well I think we got to get real about this crick gear. Okay. Uh because I'm pretty sure the crick park has a name.
1: Well it, it was just the crick. Mm-hmm. As far as I, I know and it's only much later in life here that I realize it's was or is a dedicated park. It's Wallbank Park. That's right. I- <sighs> How old were you when you figured that out? I don't even want to say. Right. It was within the last few years. Well, and I have to say that out.
0: Well, no surprise. I mean you go up there and it's like a whole lot of nothing. (laughs) So it's not like it's got the it's not like it's got the like park designation with the wooden you know, the sign and all of that.
1: It doesn't say welcome to Walbanks Park or anything like that. It's just open field. And and I have been up there recently. Uh, just out of curiosity, because I grew up there, and it's kind of interesting just to go by the old neighborhood and see what has not hasn't changed. And there's all kinds of trees grown up there where we used to go with a sled. I don't know if you can get down there anymore or not. That, mm-hmm. You know, it's been an awful long time, time-wise. You know, it's been uh, 60 years, for right. heaven's sakes. Right, right. Uh, so, th- yeah, the trees have gotten pretty big.
0: Well, if you give a kid a sled and... and uh, and a hill, they're going to find a way. So, oh sure, right. Sure.
1: There was another hill you could take just on the other on the uh, upper side of Devonshire Street or the end of Devonshire Street. That was a pretty good hill too. It had kind of a jump there. Ooh, that's exciting. Well, yeah. I, I actually I uh, was last time I, I rode my sled, I, I went over the, the jump there. And uh, when I came down the sled broke into about a million pieces. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a wrap. Epic. Epic. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. yeah, we're gonna go ahead with cardboard from this point wow. on. Wow. Yeah. It's getting pretty old anyway. Right, know? right, 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 right. Well let's and so was the sled. Uh, let's talk
0: oh, right. Clearly. Let's talk about this Wallbank Park and uh, and the namesake of the Wallbank Park.
1: Do you know about oh, him? Oh, I
0: know a little bit. I mean, we're okay, like on I, the history here in this podcast, this but. You before. Yes. Okay. So here, here's here's the deal. So the Wallbank Park is named after the Wallbank family, specifically Doctor S. S. Wallbank. Um, Doctor Wallbank was an early one of the early Duluthians. Um, So we're talking 1869, um, he came to the Duluth area with his wife and four kids, and he was a doctor. Um, And this information is coming from zenithcity.com by Heidi Bach Hansen. And I have to say, if you want to read some fascinating stories about Duluthians, past Duluthians, you go to zenithcity.com, and you look at these articles that are written by this Heidi Bach Hansen, and they are... So interesting, so thank you, Heidi, for your work. but wallbank um came in eighteen sixty nine to Duluth and owned eighty acres around Wallbank Park. He owned your oh. neighborhood
1: well, yeah, I do know, and I did see on my folks' mortgage when they paid it off mm-hmm. that it was Wallbank's addition to Duluth,
0: uh-huh, and well. Yes,
1: I live in a little classier neighborhood. That's got a nice ring to it, oh,
0: doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. it was the doctor's land. He was a general practitioner in Duluth, um, and he had a drugstore as well that was on Superior Street. Um, and there weren't a lot of doctors in Duluth at at the day on um, back then, and so he was called to do a lot of different sorts of things. He was a very busy man, but he played the violin apparently very well, and really? um. Yeah, uh, he had a, he was a farmer. He had some land out in Oniota. Oniota? Oniota. Oniota yep. Yeah. And so he did some farming. He was a mining speculator. I mean, just very involved in lots really? of different, yep, lots of different things. Uh, it seems like a jack of all trades and master of many, probably. <laughs> but at he died in 1890 at the age of 65 from pneumonia. Oh, no. Yeah, and... The land that you played on as a kid was donated by the family in 1918. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was designated as a park in 1918. And what's interesting about it is that the, um, the Wallbanks came from, Wallbank and his wife came from Great Britain, and the neighborhood streets are all named in places um, in Great Britain that were connected to the family. Oh, so that okay. included Wicklow, Exeter, Restormal, and of course the street you are most familiar with, Devonshire, Devonshire yeah. and that's where yeah. that's Devonshire, England was where Dr. Walbank was born. Wow, yeah, no, I had no idea, mm-hmm, and that is in the, s- in the southwestern Isn't part of England. Yeah, and he, at Dr. Walbank, has a very cool mausoleum in the Forest Hill Cemetery and that's the cemetery that's up off of Woodland Avenue. Yeah, yeah he's got if if you go it's kind of this um that that sandstone kind of not maybe not sandstone but whatever that red that kind of dark brownish reddish sort of Yeah. um yeah, rock. It's pretty pretty cool. Well, I'll be there.
1: well I know that if anyone from the old neighborhood is listening to this to know that the creek on Exeter was actually And it still is. I mean, if you look, uh, I think if you Google Maps, uh, the thing, uh, the area, you'll see that Wallbank Park.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: We had no idea. There you go. (laughs) Actually a thing.
0: Actually a thing.
1: But we we had great places. I mean, there there was Harrison. Yeah. And Harrison had these great swings. I don't know if they're there or not anymore. But I mean, they had, they looked like they were 50 feet, (laughs) you know. You could really get going on them things all afternoon, mm-hmm. and had the traditional merry-go-round, yep. where uh, the objective was to throw your friends off. Yes. You know, by, yes, by increasing rotational speed as best you can. Absolutely. And uh, we, you know you'd point someone to be the try to hang on person, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody else <laughs> and, would grab a hold, and, and you'd run the thing like a scooter, except you you're on a knee. Oh on yes, on one side. Yep, 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 and yep. And you get two or three you going like that. I'll tell you what, sometimes they grease that thing up a little. Whew, oh man. my gosh. <laughs> <that was like laughs> and of course, the metal sled with little, or slide with the uh, hump in the middle there.
0: Oh, yeah. The, it, that was made out of like shiny metal with yeah. very, very small ridges on either side. Oh so yeah. you could just fly off of that thing if well you I'll
1: wanted to. If there's something wrong with you, you'd probably flip off, but you're just going (laughs) down the slide.
0: Come on. Hotter than the surface of the sun, too, of course, because the metal
1: would heat up. You don't ever, we never wore shorts. None of us wore shorts when we were kids and out playing. What do you mean? Shorts. You know shorts?
0: I am very aware of shorts. No shorts? No. Why no shorts?
1: I didn't have any.
0: What do you mean you didn't have any shorts?
1: It just wasn't done.
0: You wore jeans? Yeah jeans yeah, yes and like the those no, old old timey not. jeans that don't even have any stretch in them so they're
1: That's like the oh, boy. oh yeah yeah by the time they, they they're comfortable they're pretty much wore out <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> you could wear those things in the summer yeah oh boy yeah that was that was just part of the program so i mean we could go down to harrison and <laughs> do that and there was uh, uh, lincoln park oh now yes I had, now you had to tell ma if you're going to lincoln park and uh, she would warn you, uh, uh, don't go in the water. Yeah. And you wouldn't because, you know, kids died uh, going there and doing that. Uh, my mother wasn't home uh, when I was uh, 9 years old, or 10, not ten years old. Uh, she started working full-time. Mm-hmm. So in the summer, I'd wake up. I was alone when I got up, and uh, nobody would be home till 5 o'clock. So I was on my own. Wow. And uh, I had a, a neighbor lady... My friend's mother, that I referred to as my other mother. Yeah. And I would have to tell her. Yeah. You know, what we were doing, and if there's any problem, I could tell her. But yeah. Wow. And if nothing else, you could get on your bikes and start riding. That's right. You know, at uh, one point, I could uh, ride my bike up 27th Avenue West to 10th Street, and we'd go over to the 10th Street Bridge. And we'd just sit on the bike and start going down that Lincoln Parkway.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: had a speedometer on the bike, and it went to 35, and you'd bury that thing. Oh, my gosh. gosh no, and this, eye, were part. you wearing
0: Were you wearing a proper bicycle helmet?
1: Well, I had jeans on. <laughs> you wore jeans on your head? <laughs> helmet? Why would you wear a helmet? Right. You can't feel the, the wind going by your face. No, yes. you had nothing like you that.
0: You were all very interested in culling the herd back then, weren't you?
1: I survived. <laughs> I
0: guess you did. You Good. Know, what could I say? Good work.
1: I, I, yeah, I remember being out West Duluth once with my cousins, and we were going down Fifty uh, Seventh Avenue West uh, from Highland, mm-hmm. and there was a three three of us abreast, and uh, one cousin on my left, the other cousin on on my right, on the bicycles, and they decided they needed to take a left turn right now onto this little side street mm-hmm. i didn't know that oh so oh. uh yeah my bike kind of got entangled with my cousins when he cut in front of me and uh i remember opening my eyes and i was looking up at the the sun and the cars were stopped <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> but i'm still i have i'm okay yeah i'm a- aren't i okay
0: you i mean
1: i kind of took one in the head yes. on the head there Mm-hmm. had to walk the bike back to you my did. cousin's house. There's no way you, you can ride it like that.
0: You were lucky. But,
1: uh, yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah, they stopped.
0: Wow. Okay. That's, that's. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's probably uh, playing outside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there was, there was plenty to do in the winter. I wasn't a skater, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but using that sled and when it got, really bad we could just run our sleds down the avenues yeah and uh, Mm. you know right down the road yeah cars Mm -hmm. watched out for you they did and your friends imagine that your friends would go and they'd be on lookout and if there was a car they'd they'd, car and then you'd you'd roll off and stand up so that you didn't get run over
0: sure yeah you bail (laughs) bail out of your sled and (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Uh, yeah so it it was it was great. Uh, all in all, you know, growing up in town, um, there was just lots of outside things. We we would play Monopoly on the front on our front porch because our front porch was on the north side of the house, and the heat of the sun mm-hmm. wouldn't get you. Mm-hmm. And when we were littler, uh, we would uh, play cars. We'd have our little cars, and there was a, an area between the houses. That there was sidewalk, and then nice dirt to play in, and we'd make roads and houses, and we'd drive our cars around, and you know, stay occupied. That it was good. Being in town didn't uh, keep us from having great outside experiences.
0: Yeah, it's always kind of interesting to think about how little kids will just find oh, we'll find a way. They just we'll want to be outside.
1: I mean you thought pine trees were the millennium falcon so I'm not exactly sure what I mean it was, you had. I'm sorry, <laughs> <Kelly>. <laughs> it was a very interesting I'm sorry Kelly
0: it was a very interesting one. I remember one time also being totally fascinated by a an ant hill and uh-huh. I watched that ant hill like it was a like Saturday morning cartoons <laughs> those ants very industrious <laughs>
1: Why, they're just as busy as people there.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ansel, our ants are people, too. Wait a minute,
1: wait
0: a minute. <laughs> oh, Yep. Man. So, I think that we probably should wrap up playing outside because we've got a question. Uh-oh. we got a question for Ask a Duluthian. Are you ready?
1: Are, are you asking me this now?
0: All right, here comes the question. Okay, so here comes the question. The question is this. There's a lot of touristy stuff to do in Duluth, Gary and Kelly. What's the one thing you recommend I do when visiting your fair city? I, this one is a hard thing one for me. If you had one thing. I have two things, so I'm gonna defer to you. Yeah, I
1: I would have a couple of things too. Of course, the aerial bridge is always fascinating to watch a boat come in to see that. Huge boats slide underneath that bridge so silently.
0: Boring, Gear. Choose something well, else.
1: What? See, I, yeah, but yeah,
0: that I, takes like ten minutes. All right, what else I, you got? I think
1: <laughs> taking the uh, length of the Skyline Parkway oh. from uh, Copper Top Church down around the Anger Tower Way. If you feel like going to the tower, fine. If not, Stace, you can can look over the entire city. It's quite a spectacle, and it's something you don't see in such splendor so much of it in many places in this country that's true that's actually a really good idea i recommend that if you're going to do something in duluth check that out Mm -hmm.
0: well i was thinking about spending money because that's i guess how i roll but i was thinking that you take a little uh, boat ride on the vista fleet
1: oh yeah yeah, that yeah. would be a good thing too. Yep,
0: I was uh, I was a tour guide on the Vista Fleet for several years, and uh, so worked for them. and And they do, they do boat tours around the harbor. They'll go under the bridge and under the lake a little bit, and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah talk and that, about all the stuff. The industry. That's another
1: thing that you're not going to experience too many places in this country. Right. And certainly not here in the Midwest.
0: Yeah, and you can charter boats to, like, go out fishing and stuff like that, but if you're going to just have the I-want-to-go-on-the-lake experience, yeah, yeah. Vista, Vista Fleet's pretty much it.
1: Just to go motor around the area.
0: Yeah, but That's I have to say also, I really love Glensheen.
1: Oh, okay. I'm a,
0: yeah, I'm a big, but I like, so Glen Sheen is a, a mansion, Um, that the University of Minnesota Duluth currently operates. And um, the Congdon family, it was their mansion, and um, it's like a mansion, and it's cool, and it's old. And if you like cool, old houses, (laughs) it's pretty...
1: It's it's a very unique building here. Yeah, it's very interesting. Lots of fascinating
0: history there, too, so... Um, I was having a hard time deciding between the two But I think the Skyline Parkway Idea is quite splendid If you want to see this all the city That's cool See what cool. you're
1: getting into when you come down the hill yeah. yeah, yeah Well, looks like our time is up, doesn't it?
0: I know, do you want to uh, do you want to step out and look at the boat As it's coming through? or?
1: <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I gotta get going all right, <laughs> I let's haven't see. got time for that yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, it takes but ten minutes no. oh, I
1: oh, I know, I know
0: uh, all right. Well, uh thanks everyone for joining us and uh we'll uh, we'll catch on to catch up with you next time.
1: Oh, we'll be bridged again, I'm just sure of it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's inevitable.
1: The Getting Bridged Podcast is researched and written by Kelly Halston Erickson, remembered and recorded by Jerry Halston at the compound on Park Point, produced by Jerry Halston and Kelly Halston Erickson. So we have no one to blame but ourselves. Sources are compiled at rss.com podcasts gettingbridged And you can ask questions and comment on our episodes on Instagram at getting bridged. You can join our Facebook group by searching getting bridged podcast and by emailing us at the getting at gmail.com site. Special thanks to Mary and Dan. You know who you are and the many people in our lives for whom reminiscing is a varsity sport.